Welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, how are we doing? I am so hype right now. This this week cannot end fast enough. It needs it needs to be the 18th already. I need to be playing uh, these games. <laughs> yeah, it's you know when everyone talks about like oh like life goes too fast. It's it's going too quick. Yeah, don't I'm, wish your youth away and stuff like that. But I kind of want the next week to just do, like you go to sleep and then you wake up and it's the Friday and I can go and buy it and I can go and play it. Um, I I am at maximum hype level for this game now. I am I am ready to just sink my life into this game. I have kind of wrapped up the other games in my life that I want to play. So literally any spare time that I have, I am just I'm just experiencing this game. I'm going to live it, and I cannot wait for it. And I get to play it twice. And I'm you probably gonna play it twice. Because we found out that there is a reason to get both games. But we'll come on to that in a little bit. (laughs) We will. We will. So I do have a question, though. Are you going to be playing them side by side or one than the other? So I think my plan is to stream Scarlet and play Violet on my own. Okay. Right. So I can understand that. Because I don't really want to, like, progress through the story of a game that I'm streaming off stream. That doesn't seem like a good... I get that. I get that. that's, That's not smart. And yep. I did this with Legends Arceus, where it was a case of like, I played the story on stream and then I'd finish because I'm just tired of streaming. But I still want to play. I want to play the game then to relax. Yes. And I found I could like go around and maybe do a couple of missions and stuff, but I couldn't do any story progress, which really wound me up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a case of like eight hour streams of Scarlet followed by yes. eight hours of playing Violet on my own. It's funny, actually. I did the same thing with Legends Arc. It had that fantastic gameplay loop where, oh, you're not ready to progress the story. Well, there's lo- you can just go out and complete your Pokedex. And this feels like it's going to be the same where, like you say, you stream for a few hours and then, okay, I need to wrap up. But there's things you can do, like the busy work, I guess, that maybe you don't want to show on stream. Mm-hmm. Um, like catching Pokemon, evolving them, just doing some of the um, the raid dens. Um this this game feels like there's going to be a lot to do. I it, hope so. It it does definitely seem that way, but yes, oh, oh, just so excited for it. I know we got it, but we yeah, we got two trailers to talk about this week. We can't just sit here and no, we on. we we can't. So as Connor's pointed out, we do have I don't know a treasure trove of new content this week. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. So on that point, Gimme Ghoul. So we caught up a l- briefly in discord didn't we when this kind of dropped. yeah we thought this was going to be the entire episode but no nope. <laughs> so so initial thoughts go what what did you think i'm not the biggest fan of the design okay. i think it i think it's too flat but okay it's a mimic pokemon i'm a big fan of D. that's yes. a big win in my book Yes. It had one of the coolest reveals we've ever had for a Pokemon. And I love the fact that Pokemon Go is getting involved again. So yes. there's a lot of wins here for me. I'm yep. just not massively won over by its design. Okay. Let's should we do one at a time? Start with design? Yeah. Okay. I so I love the chest form. Absolutely I love that. Like you say, like mimic variety of monsters um my first experience with them wasn't in D. it was final fantasy 9 
and there are a typical JRPG, there are treasure chests just along your adventure that you can open. And the first time one of them opened and jumped and it was like, oh, I'm in a I'm in a fight. This is a monster. Blew my mind. And then again in Dark Souls, the first time that happened, and anyone that's played that game knows it's unforgiving. So all of a sudden this chest sprouts legs and start war starts walking out. So I love that kind of design, especially if they implement it like other games do where, you know, the first time you see this chest, you open it up. It's not a gimme ghoul. It's literally just a chest with yeah. an item in it. And then you start to, every time you see one, it's building up that expectation and hype that eventually it's going to be the gimme ghoul and I'm going to get the opportunity to catch it. Um, well, it's the, the role ch- that used to be used by Voltorb. Like that's yes, what Voltorb actually, yes. was designed around because they decided that, you know, Items are going to be represented by Pokeballs in-game. We're going to make yeah. a Pokemon that looks like a Pokeball as well. And then in Gen 5, it was obviously replaced by, uh, not Shroomish. Fungus. Fungus. Fungus and Amoongus. Yeah. Yes. You know, they became the mimic Pokemon. So we've always had them. But yeah, I think you're right. Unless, it, unless there actually are treasure chests that you yeah. can open as well, it does fall a little bit flat. Not very much, mm-hmm. but it does fall mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. flat. Yeah. Um. I love the treasure chest design. I, I red and gold, beautiful. G- Gimme ghouls act. So that's the that's the is chest form, uh, creatively named. And then we have its roaming form, which was first seen in Pokemon Go. Um, I saw it. I screenshotted it. Drew a circle around it. Whacked it on Twitter. Uh, just confused more than anything. I was like, "What is this monstrosity following me around? It it doesn't look good on Pokemon Go." In the trailer, though, it I've warmed up to it. Um, yeah, that's fair. And I think the thing that's kind of sealed it for me is that on some of the images on uh, the Pokemon website, that the antenna both are pointing in the same direction, like a dowsing machine. Yeah, that's the idea trying... of it. They're the yes. item finders, dowsing machines yes. kind of thing. Yes, um, the gold eyes and the 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 big coin on its back. I've I've warmed up to this. Um, do I think it is a bit flat? Yeah, I completely take your point. I get that. I do like the idea that it's it's only one inch tall and it's dragging around this massive coin. Um, I don't quite know how that is going to work in in Scarlet and Violet, whether or not you do get to play with the two forms, whether or not it is just the chest form because the, the trailer I've seen... So the way it works, at least from what we've been able to gather so far is that in Scarlet and Violet, you will only be allowed to use the chest form. Mm-hmm. You will only be able to catch the chest form. Yes. The roaming form is only going to be in Pokemon Go. If You will be able to see roaming Gimme Ghoul within Scarlet and Violet, but they will always run away from you, and when they do, they'll drop a coin, which you can okay. give to your Gimme Ghoul, and then maybe at 999, it'll evolve. But who knows? That is a, oh, that, that's, that's good. I like that. That is a great gimmick for an evolution something that we haven't seen before. Um, so I did see that uh, um, I saw a bit of information that apparently you, you'll you need to link these games to catch Gimme Ghoul's roaming form in Pokemon Go. That was a throwaway sentence that I've seen. I haven't seen it on the official Pokemon website, so I'm not 100% sure. It just said, come back for more information in 2023. Um, yeah, because Pokemon Home link isn't coming until yes. spring. So that would make sense that you can you can only catch that version in Pokemon Go and then transfer it across because you could M- Melton remind me again Melton you could only get in Pokemon Go Is you could only correct? catch it in Pokemon Go yeah and could you 
You it can then evolve trans- it in Pokemon Go. Uh, yes, because you needed a whole bunch of Meltans Candy, come together yeah. in order to evolve it. So yeah, it's been a while then, hasn't it, since we've had a, a Pokemon Go generation kind of link? I mean, the last one was Let's Go, which is a little bit different, and Meltan Gen is seven and a half, really. Yeah, because Meltan still isn't in any of the Pokedexes, is it? It's an unknown region is that is that still uh, a thing think, right i always forget whether it's at the start of gen 8 or if it's the end of gen 7 I d- because I, it, because it shows up in the gen 7 anime but it's then got a gigantamax form as well yeah mm. but this Metal, feels Metal like metal's a weird one no this is yes. straight up a gen is, 9 pokemon yes yes um and it was only a few weeks ago that we actually spoke about why aren't they utilizing pokemon go more and i think if anything this proves that nintendo are listening to me and you Yep, big up. I mean, as they should. <laughs> We're one of the best Pokemon podcasts out there. And I, everybody in the comments will agree with me. Top dollar gang. Um, so, um, what do you think about this being a ghost type? Well, this is the thing. So, the chest form is a ghost type. If you go on the website, we don't know oh. anything about the roaming form. Its category is unknown. Its type is unknown. Its height is unknown. Its weight is unknown. And its ability is unknown. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh I did not know that. I'm a little bit confused i guess why it's a pure ghost type we've had a couple of ghost type reveals yeah um, we've had we had grievard we had the two uh gun and sword brothers yeah <laughs> them ones um they're going hard on the ghost form- forms and i don't know whether or not that is because they're setting up the ghost type pokemon maybe they, or at least certain ghost type pokemon play a bigger role in the story maybe or maybe it's just they've got a selection of pokemon which are the ones that are going to resonate most with fans and help to build up that hype um but it's just a bit strange at this i, I feel this one's a bit strange it's a just a pure ghost type at least in its chest form right were you expecting, like, Ghost Steel? Yeah, I was. The I, thing I'm is, a... you've got to remember that the coins aren't actually a part of it. It's just a thing that it's collecting, or more importantly, it's making you collect. Right. That makes sense. That actually explains with the ghost typing then, because it, it it manipulates people, doesn't it? It almost It compels you them? to go. Yeah. yeah you kind of get this compulsion to go and collect coins for it. And then once you've collected all the coins, you have no idea what happened. Because mm. was was there a website or something that had the chest? So they did it over the course of a day. They revealed the chest, and then I think like an hour later, the chest opened, and yeah. it said there was like thirty nine coins in it. And then the chest slowly filled up over the course of the day, and we got to see the back of it. And then at one point, there was a hidden fourth option that you could click, and you heard the cry of Gimmigool. And then eventually it got round to the chest being full. We hit 999 coins and it revealed a video that was privated. Right. Okay. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it, it, like- it, it, it wasn't very well done, but seeing the trailer, like it, the idea was there. The they idea just didn't was execute there, yeah. it perfectly. Okay. I, I like that. So the, the question, one of the questions I have then is in most free roaming games, open world games there is some kind of collectible mechanic yes, we had it in legends arceus yeah um so are we getting is it is this what this is i think that's what this is 
I think this is, is it, your Koroks. This is your Wisps. This is your... Are they called Cocos in the new Sonic game? I've not played it yet. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so do we think it's the coins you're collecting? Chests, maybe? A bit of both? So it'll be the coins, if anything. Because, again, mm-hmm. the chests are the Pokemon. And then yep. you have to go and find other Gimme Ghoul. And then when they see you, they'll run away and they'll drop their coin, okay. which you then take. Do you think you have to chase them down? Like no. moving ones? No. Okay. No, I don't think so. I think the way it's being suggested is like you just can't get the roaming form at all. Okay. So okay. you see it, you walk up to it, it drops its coin and runs away, and then you take oh, the I, coin. I meant more like you see it, and you have to basically chase it down to drop the coin, and then it hightails it out of there. No, I'm pretty sure okay. it's just like, because we've seen it on top of a little sign, like a oh, road okay. sign, okay. and then it sees you and it's like, oh no, and runs away. And then you go up and pick up the coin. I I do like this. I, I'm I've gone so the collecting I the collecting items in the overworld mechanic. I did you ever play um oh what was it called on the Xbox 360? Um I can't remember what it was, but you had to collect orbs around the city, and there were hundreds of them. I I kid you not, hundreds of them, and it got a little bit <laughs> overkill because you you followed a guide. There was always one left at the end of the guide, and you're like, "Where is that one?" Have uh, I got to go through all up? this again? Yes, again. Yeah. Um, however, what I did like about Legends Arceus is that it was only 108. It was tied in with a Pokemon, which I really liked. The fact that you got a reward for doing it, but also the great thing was you could mark it off on the map, so you knew where you had found some of the Wisps. Um, so if they implement all that into this. I, I'm happy collecting more coins or whatever we're collecting. I, I'm I'm happy with this. I really am. You want to collect 999 coins across? Maybe Paldea. not that many. Maybe not that many. <laughs> but maybe if like you see them and you get 10, or there'll be so. There's no way it's 999 though, right? Why not? That's uh, certainly the way it looks. <laughs> that I mean, that's one way to get you to playing for a while. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that many. To be honest with you, this seems a bit overkill. Well, there's 900 Koroks in Breath of the Wild. Is there that many? So, yeah. Oh, we, we are doing it, are we? It's 999 coins scattered. And well, the thing fair, is, if that is how you evolve it, if you need 999 coins in order to evolve it, this better not be a good Pokemon competitively. Oh, yeah. I, I, mm, it's going to be... I don't think it will. It'll be another gimmick Pokemon, won't it? Where, oh, it's it's fun to play with. It has its uses, but in a competitive matchup, it probably doesn't stack up. Um, somebody somewhere will find a way to make it work, I guess. And obviously it raises the question of shiny, like shiny hunting this mon. Like, how does that, you collect 999? You better evolve the right one. Yeah, that, it's... It's interesting. I, I'm all on board with this. Um, absolutely loving it. Uh, yeah. Um, I've really got nothing else to say about Gimme Ghoul. I don't know if you have. No, it's fun. As I say, the story behind it was one of the best reveals we've had up to date. Mm-hmm. I love it mm-hmm. so much. Um, I love Jacques and um, yeah, Willow the chatting together. Yeah. It was the first bit of good voice acting we've had this Agre- season. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. It, it weren't really... like. It's a shame they weren't animated and physically talking, but I understand there's limitations to what they can do in terms of time and money and other resources. But in terms of voice acting, when they started talking, I was like, these are really high-quality voice actors. 
Yeah, compared to like, what was it? Only a couple of months ago, we had that trailer with the voiceover uh, telling oh, us, that like, was... oh, go on an adventure. And it sounded like yeah. you recorded it in a bathroom <laughs> on, on the terrible. worst mic. Yes. It was awful. So, yeah, <laughs> big up for that. Also, love the fact that, you know, Jacques is quite clearly like the good professor. Like, he's yeah, supposed he... to take on the professor role. There's no way the two professors, like Sada and Turo... Well, he's he's a biology teacher, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. So do we think... I, I, I'm I on board with you that these professors, I don't think they are the typical professors that we get that are nicey-nicey, help you out and everything. There's something underlying there. Yeah, which I think is they've why... got their own... Their own agenda, shall we say. Agreed, which is why I think they've been very tight-lipped on them. I'm, yeah, I think the, I think I think we're going to get a reveal in that game that actually the professors maybe are just at the school to find out information, and they don't care about the the students. They have, they like you say, they have their own agenda, um, and I'm okay with it. I what I do like is the fact that every generation they find a new tweak or a new twist for the. For the quote unquote bad team or mm-hmm. the evil team. Um, and I know that I know that there are people that don't like the team yell, but I do. I don't mind it because they were never I don't think they ever said they were the bad guys. They're just a bunch of rowdy people that are rooting somebody on that, you know, they do get in the way, but it's not like they're out and out, oh, we're the bad team, and then there's a rug pull towards the end where it's where they're not the bad guys. It, it was never stated. It was just a new way that they can implement a quote-unquote bad team in a different way. And the fact that they are potentially doing this with professors that have not so much been... St- is stagnant the right word? The professors, are, you always know what you're getting with them in every single they, They've always been like a safe bet. Like Yes. Yeah. I think so, the biggest rug pull we've had was Kukui being a champion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was a bit oh, okay. Right, I didn't didn't expect that, but it, but it wasn't. It did make sense in that context because it was a brand new Elite Four, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm completely on board with that. And I'm on board with these two professors potentially being up to something. I I, I really am. Well, um, they can bring us quite nicely onto the yes. other trailer because they show up in that and have a good bit of dialogue that says um, something along the lines of. If you if you come with me, it, you'll have an experience that's guaranteed to be a treasure or something worth treasuring. Mm. So they are they are up to something, and they want you involved in it. Come over to the dark side, eh? Mm. Okay. This so uh, this trailer because I watched trailer. <laughs> I I I it was trailer doesn't do it justice. It was an experience. It really was. I I D- did weep. I I I I was very emotional after after watching it. Did you? I have to ask this because I watched your um your rea- live reaction. Did you get copyright claimed? Oh, of course I did. Of course you did. <laughs> I was going to say the moment oh, that started. Me- well, actually, it was a day later that I got copyright claimed. It wasn't till like this morning, day of recording. Oh, that um, is a, it, it, it's infuri- It is infuriating because I'm sure I could probably argue it, but eh. yeah, yeah. So. Watching this trailer, what's uh, I'm going to use the word trailer because there's not really another word that easily surmises what it is. But what were the big takeaways from you from this? Okay, so the big biggest takeaway. Well, actually, not even the biggest takeaway. There's so much going on here. Yeah, let's start at the top. The graphics yes. look infinitely better. 
they do. Yeah, they. I think this must have been created on the build that is going being sent out in in the cartridges, right? There's yeah, no way to, this is has to have yeah. been. Yeah, and it kind of makes me a little bit sad that the rest of the trailers haven't been mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's you know we've had just in the back of our minds like eh, it doesn't it's not great though, is it? It, yeah. Like, I love it, and I'm hyped, but it's not great, though, is it? And then this comes mm-hmm. out, and it's like, oh, no, it is. It actually is that good. Yeah. So now, I will say, like, a, a lot of it was down to, A, the music was obviously beautiful, and yeah. the dynamic camera angles yes. really did a lot. We're yes. obviously not going to get that dynamic camera within the game. Mm-hmm. However, I do think the fact that they were willing to show things that close up shows that they're you know, confident in what they got. They're like, no, this does look good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've had many years now to get get an understanding of the Switch technology Uh and the hardware and what they can push out on it. Um, So it's no no surprise that what might quite, what is more than likely the last Pokemon game on the the current iteration on Nintendo Switch, whether or not they do a Nintendo Switch 2 or something else in the future, what is more than likely the last main line game is going to look the best one out of all of them. Um, I'm still looking forward to just playing it and being able to look around and, and you, you know, do the thing. Because like you say, the, the trailer was great, but it's not like you can rotate it around and have a look and see what else mm-hmm. is going on. The, the, the shots were chosen for a very specific reason. I think they hit a lot of the beats that they needed to in terms of summarizing the story, building up the Pokemon, which, and I'm going off on sidetrack here, they felt so genuine and real. Yeah, they've done a lot as far as like animations are concerned. Yeah, like you the, see this, a lot of there's like the cyclozar stretches out before it yeah. lies down, and you see it tail oh, all elongate. Yeah. You see two palmies, and it's got two different lying down animations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, they they do a group shot, and you see Lucario like hands on its hips. Yes. Like, yeah, I'm very proud of myself. And right in front yeah. of him is Jolteon just uh, curled Nothing, up in a ball. Like, yeah. yeah, it's cool, whatever. Like, it there just is- looks. So real and so alive, and I love yeah. it so much. Yeah, it, I I completely agree. Like watching this, I or everything you just said, the 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 animations, the lighting on the the Pokemon, the everything just feels so alive. There's even and, little character moments, like you walk up to yeah. the Titan Cloth, and Sprigatito just like, oh no. Yeah, it's, it's oh. such a short little segment, but it shows so much character. Yeah, I yeah. love it so much. I uh, again going off a, a, a tangent here. We've discussed about Legends Arceus DLC, and the team probably got pulled off that off Legends Arceus once it was done. Onto this, I think we can see why now. Yeah, because Legends Arceus DLC, great, will bring you in some income. But would it bring as much in as polishing this game? Because I, I, I don't know pre-order figures for this. I've, I've not looked into it. I'm fairly certain it's one of the highest pre-orders ever. Which like, is one more of, so than any other Nintendo yes. game. So 
uh, I saw something that was put out by um, is it Joe Merrick of um, um, yep. Cerebi um, fame, basically breaking down the sales figures for every single Pokemon game that has come out. No surprise, Red, Blue, and Green are still on top. Sword and Shield is second. This is this is taking second spot, surely. Potentially first, we will have to wait and see. But this is taking second spot, and I think what is going to make and break this is. Word of mouth, once it comes out, positive reviews, people then going, oh, I'm going to play this. I have been speaking to people in my personal life that have been saying, oh, I've not played Pokemon since I was a little boy, but this one, this one's like making me want to just try it and see what has changed. And I think there will be lots of people like that that have got a Nintendo Switch, see this and go, it's getting really good reviews. I'm I'm gonna get this. It's it, it ticks a lot of boxes. It's open world. It's got all these Pokemon. It's easy to access now. It's not you know you've got to do loads of grinding and stuff like that. It, it's it just feels like the trailer at least and what we've seen feels like this is almost this is the vision we've had for Pokemon for a while. It's just taken us longer to get there than we wanted. Yeah, does that, does that sound fair? Yeah, that makes absolute sense. It, it, yeah. Um, so let's, all let's the talk tec- about what... All, all the textures yeah. are on the Pokemon now as well. It's just... Yes. Oh, uh, it, it's it's been needed. It, it, it has been needed because the, uh, the last couple of years, there has been part of me thinking Pokemon should never have gone 3D. 3D. It, it should have gone. Have you ever um, seen um, Octopath Traveler? I think it is on the Switch. No. So it's kind of like pixelated, but in a 3D way. And it okay. looks gorgeous. And when the, the first time I saw that, I, I, I just looked at it and thought, yeah, Pokemon probably should have done this instead because it would have it, it would have given it, it, it something unique about it where you've got all these JRPGs that are 3D. Mm-hmm. And this one I wasn't. Um, but anyway, um, so Not let's take mad. that. Let, I think it looks great. Yeah, yeah, I, I do as well. I do as well. So it's good to know that we finally got there. So um the the trailer so there's three things that three big things that that stood out for me and um, the first one is probably the least uh has the least impact on the story and it's one thing that you you called out was the titan pokemon actually eating the herba mystica i don't even think i said that I, like did i knew not? they were related to it i thought they were like protecting it or something yeah, I thought they were protecting it as well, but the the, the cloth is actually eating it, isn't it? It munches it and then gets to have what looks like totem powers. Mm. You know, which so make, it's going to it be even sense. even harder battle than it was before, which is great because you know we saw in one of the trailers. I think it's the they did the Drifloom use like a water type move or an ice type mm-hmm. move or something, and it just wrecked it. It just yeah. took its health three quarters of the way down. I'm like, ah, oh, that's. These are supposed to be hard fights, but mm-hmm. if it's a case of you have to do stage by stage by stage, and then it has a final form where it eats the Herba Mystica and becomes like overpowered, like the Totem Pokemon, I'm here for it. I'm ready. Agreed. I, I, they've Pokemon have always been. It almost feels like there's there is challenge in the Pokemon games, but maybe not as much as some people want. So maybe what this this game is doing is okay. If you go down the the traditional gym route, there is a challenge, but you will get through there. And maybe the more difficult aspects they've put off on some of the side quests, 
maybe. So if you want the bigger challenges, you can go out and seek them. And that maybe would make sense. Which, if they go, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. I have to do that. Fantastic. Maybe the the whole thing with the Titan Pokemon is like you said, like you saw that, um, you know, um, the water type attack from Drifloon just absolutely bodied it. Maybe it's a case that the Titan Pokemon are built in a way that you need to exploit their weakness to stand a chance. So if you're going against it with neutral moves, you're going to hurt it, but it's it's going to be hitting you pretty hard while you're not doing a lot to it, and you need to seek out Pokemon with a type advantage. Again, opening up the the whole thing about Pokemon is going out, exploring, and catching the right Pokemon as tools to help you to accomplish whatever goal it is you are trying to accomplish. Careful. People don't like that. People want to use the Pokemon they want to use and nothing I know, else. I know. I, I found know. that one out the hard way. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, which, which I get, and I've always played that way. I, I have always played that way of, okay, this is my team and I'm going to brute force this gym, even though I don't have a super effective move, I'm going to brute force it. But from a game developer point of view, there are reasons why they put Pokemon that are super effective against the next gym in a certain area or route before the next gym because they want you to go, oh, they're the Pokemon I want. And they tried to do it with Pokemon um, Let's Go where it was like, okay, before you can go into this gym, you need a grass-type Pokemon, which is super effective. I, I, I don't know if they're going to do that. I can understand if they do that. But like you say, I think some people will be a bit peeved if you're forced to use certain Pokemon to accomplish goals. Yeah, agreed. One of the other uh, things that... Go on. I was going to say, one of the other things is the raids. Yeah. The raids look so much better all of a sudden. They look cleaner, the quicker, just... We got, a, we got a new hat. Got you, the dragon love the, type. you love the dragon type hat, don't you? I really do. I, like, I didn't like any of the hats before, and now I'm not bothered by them. They actually look okay. They, they look all right, don't they? They, they actually... Were, I think it was maybe one of those things where... The first time you see you a bit, oh, that sticks out a lot. But the Again, more I just you... don't think the lighting was finished. Yeah, perhaps. So you've yeah, got this yeah. big crown that's supposed to like refract light in that, but you haven't finished the lighting in the game, so it doesn't look great. Now yeah. it looks great. Yeah, it it, it does. It, it looks really good. Like even the um uh the scissor. Yeah, it it works. So I'm not gonna lie when I when I when I was watching that my. My first thought, and I know I was wrong. My, I know I was wrong. I was like, it's Mega. And I don't know oh. why my head jumped there. Because there's a brief moment where, obviously, it, it like it shines light, so it's like really um, distorted. And I swear I saw the arms of the, the scissor. And, yeah, and it does the same animation where it like spreads its arms apart. Yeah, and goes, that, yeah that's what I thought. And I was like, uh, and honestly... At that point, I thought if it, I, there was a thousand things going through my head at that point, and my, my thought was if they bring back Megas for this, because you it it would be number one, number one selling Pokemon game. People would flood back in. I'm I'm kind of glad they're not doing Megas because I really want to give this terrestrialization mechanic opportunity to shine. I think uh, terrestrialization is going to change Pokemon more than Megas. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Simply because uh, it's available it, to everything. Yes. And like you have to, you can't just use it every single battle. You do need to recharge the terror orbs and stuff like that. But you yeah. can f bring it out at any point. So it's one of those things of like, it's not just an instant win button. There, yeah. You do have to think about it. Yeah. It's, it's actually going to be something worth using 
during playthrough as well as in competitive. Uh, yeah, agreed. I'm like I'm looking forward to seeing this in competitive. I I it is a mechanic that it can make it feels like it can make almost any pokemon viable all of a yes, sudden. Agreed. Um and it it will because like the the megas um uh, Dynamaxing have always felt like okay, we're going to cherry pick some Pokemon to give them a bit more limelight. Yeah, this feels like any Pokemon can share that limelight um, if used in the right way. And you go out, you catch the Pokemon you want, and you think, okay, well, it's this typing. Well, actually, if I make it this typing, suddenly it negates weaknesses. It, it gives me stab type moves, whatever it might be. Um, I'm I'm really on board with this mechanic. I've 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 come around on it from the start where I was been like, well, okay, right, I get it. But I think we had a lot of unanswered questions when it was first announced. Whereas they kind of touched on I think everything I need to know at this point. Yeah. I mean, they've also uh, given us information about the special events as far as mm. the raids are concerned. Mm. One of the first ones we're getting is an Eevee special event, so you'll be able to catch Eevee and special uh terror dens which will have all the different terror types which yeah. is cool because we were a little bit yeah. worried like oh how are you going to get all the different there's like 18 different types so you're going to try and yeah. catch the same pokemon 18 times and just hope it's yeah. in the dens but they will be spotlighted and then we also get black terror crystals which Ooh. is just so cool to look at yes that's going to have special effectively seven star raids in them Mm -hmm. so this is this replaces what it was in the wild air in sword and shield where you had the the dynamax the raid dens that were just purple light and mm -hmm. then you had the version that was like purple light with loads of swirling dynamax energy around it yeah. that, that's basically these, what this is these are the super duper radical ones and then in the first one it's charizard but it's dragon charizard yeah and it's getting the mightiest mark which is great i love that they're bringing marks back Wait, wait, what's what's the mightiest mark, sorry? So the mightiest mark, it's a mark that your Pokemon has. Um, and it's it just oh, I can't even remember what the marks do. I can't remember if it's the one that like says what it is when it comes out into battle. I will oh, look it okay. up really quick. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Let us know what that is. But yes, other things about the raid dens. Have you seen like the level of animation here as well? For like throwing the Pokeball has never yeah. looked so good. Oh, it looks beautiful. It looks really good. It's like the, we'd it, seen it, the bit we'd seen the bit where he like reels back and tosses it. Yeah. But I like the bit after that, where the Pokeball goes all crystallized, yeah. catches it, and then the crystal explodes off of it once it's done. Yeah. It looks, it looks so it looks good. Beautiful. It looks absolutely beautiful. And in it, the same vein, when a terror Pokemon faints, the crystal explodes, explodes. off of them as well. Yeah. Like I I, I, I almost want to terrestrialize my Pokemon for them to faint. Because I don't like the terrestrialization animation. I think that's gonna get really old really fast. Yeah. But then fainting looks amazing. Yeah, it, it it looks really good. And what I like is the fact that they have done something with this that fits the the lore of the region. Whereas with Dynamaxing, when you knocked out a Dynamax Pokemon, there was just just explosions. Okay, great. I mean Sure, it doesn't really fit with Dynamaxing, I guess explosions, release of energy, maybe, but there's surely a better way to do that. Whereas this, it feels like, yeah, it's a crystal. It's gonna explode. Like, what do what do you expect? And it it yeah, it's 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 beautiful. I cannot wait to start exploring some of these dens. And again, what I've spoken about in previous podcasts, it's a way to get players to keep coming back. Yeah. 
Um, and okay, this this week or this month, this it's these Pokemon with these Terra types, and it just gives you the opportunity to to seek out some of the rarer Pokemon or the Terra types that you you really want. Um, yep, I can confirm I, by the way the yeah, marks were indeed what I thought they were. Um, okay. so you get them on certain Pokemon. You can only have one per Pokemon, and they give your Pokemon a certain title as well. So, for instance, if you get the Rainy Mark on your Quagsire, you mm -hmm. will throw out Quagsire the Sodden. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you get the Stormy Mark on your Raikou, it'll be Raikou the Thunderstruck. And in this... Scarlet and Violet, we're going to get Charizard the Mighty. Okay, I don't know anything about this. If I miss this or something, is this... They are super hidden. They were really, really hard to get okay. hold of and, like, became something... Because shinies got easier and easier over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People started hunting for marks instead. It's great. Wait, how long has this been in Pokemon for? Uh, Sword and Shield. I have I have played that game for the best part of three years. I've never come across that. Uh, which how is interesting because the first Pokemon you beat the Elite Four with, I'm pretty sure get a mark on them. I how have I never noticed that? I'm gonna okay, right? I, I know what I'm doing in the last week before before this gets gets released I, i'm looking up some of these mark things because i, I want to know more about them now that that i like that i really do like that um so i think it's fair to say that the 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 probably the biggest bit of information we got was past and future dom fan yep well we don't know it's past and future dom fan well, but it's definitely no, true, past and future dom fan yes it's i mean the fact that the past the uh, past version is basically like a woolly mammoth style yep. one, and the future one basically has like a robot emoji face on the front. The, <laughs> like, like the, the, it, it's past and future. It, it fits the theme of the legendary Pokemon Karidon and Maridon, past and future. Yep, one hundred percent. I seen that in the trailer. It looked the animation on the the past one looked amazing. So like, how 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 convinced are you to still get Scarlet now? I'm not gonna lie. This last week is sorry. Like, I meant Violet because you were planning on yes, getting Violet. Yes, yes. This the, it's I've ne I've never done I've never done this before, but this is the first time in my life of playing Pokemon where I've actually thought hey, maybe I both. do just get both versions. And and I, I've I've had both versions in the past, but it's always been me and my brother. So I get one, he gets one. And then over yeah. time, he just like, he doesn't care. I end up getting it. But this is the first time where I've sat there thinking, yeah, maybe I do just get both of them. Because the thing is, these are revealed to be in what's called the Scarlet Book and the Violet Book. Yes. Um, a book written by a team of uh, researchers who went on an expedition somewhere uh, mm. and discovered these Pokemon. These are not going to be the only two past and future forms or paradox mm -hmm. Pokemon, as yeah. some of the fans have started calling them. I'm fairly convinced the expedition was into when? the heart of Paldea, into, into the crater. To be. Got to be. The, the, because the, the last shot we see yes. is Coridon and Maridon flying out of that crater. Yes. So, which makes me think Coridon and Maridon coming out, is that basically them coming to find aid for something that is happening in there that is going to affect the Paldea region. And they choose you because, you know, typical legendary Pokemon and this 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 child over here, like Heart of Gold, good Pokemon trainer, this is the one I'm choosing. This is the, like, um, 
you know, you mentioned earlier on about um, Coridon's animation when he's like mm-hmm. yawning, stretching his tail. Like I got major um, How to Train Your Dragon vibes yep. from that. And wouldn't you know it, How to Train Your Dragon, it's about that bond between the rider and the dragon and they work together in order to basically say, save their, their, their region. Oh my the- God. For months, I've been really annoyed that like the legendaries were going to be our ride Pokemon. And now you've just told me I get to be a dragon rider. It has changed my mind rider? completely. <laughs> it's changed do, my mind instantly. Do, do, do we know their typings? Not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's dragon fighting an electric dragon. Fairly so. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're a dragon rider in this game? Like, it's so amazing. So- like Even the that. basic people around Paldea ride on Cyclozar, which is a dragon yeah. normal type. So Ex- exactly, like oh. so. So there's the other question: <laughs> yes. is is Cyclozar to Donphan what Coridon is to the Great Tusk, and Maridon is to the Iron Treads? Feels like it, doesn't it? It, it makes does, sense, but but yeah, go I'm on. not convinced. I still think there is another dragon that for instance cyclosar is the carbink to this diancy okay does that make sense and then that pokemon is the modern day form of whatever karidon and maridon are i may be wrong but i'm throwing it out there so there's a there's a fourth one yes i believe so okay do you do you believe thinking of going down this route that's Maybe the Pokemon that is in the crater. It's the- no. I think that's something else entirely. Oh, okay, right. So you you've got theories then about what's in the crater? Yes, very much so. But I'm not going to put it here because I've just written a video about it. Oh, this guy, this <laughs> this, this, this guy, this guy. So, uh, okay, I I don't know anything. I've not seen any leaks. Thank God. Um, I'm I'm going to guess. Surely, whatever is at the center of that is a cause for concern and it's something to do with the the terrestrialization i don't i don't think i'd like spitting any like oh my god mind-blowing information this this is just like yeah this is what pokemon is like this is that you, you'd link these things together because they are obvious links um i i can't help but feel there is something dangerous some pokemon that is dangerous in there and I, I'm still the mindset. Crowdon Maridon have, have left to to get help. Basically, they've, f- they've fled looking for yes. aid. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. That that's where I'm going with this. So and the thing is, this is again what I'm saying about the professors. I think the professors mm-hmm. are going to lead us on an expedition yeah. into the center of the crater, and I think it might be what could effectively be a post game. So like, y- you you have to prove yourself on one of the yes. paths. Before the professors go, okay, you, we're going to take yeah. you with us. So I, that is amazing because let's be honest with you, Sword and Shield's post-game, pretty lackluster. Yeah, um, uh, Other than the DLC, but but that isn't technically post-game. That's added content. Like base game, Sword and Shield, you go around a couple of gyms, you fight Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, Jedward. And, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's about it. I one thing that I do love about Gen Five is the fact that you finish the Elite Four and you've still got half the map to explore. You've got the full right hand side of that map to explore. So could mm-hmm. you imagine that you are building up this entire story, knowing there's a crater there, knowing you can go around the crater, you can see in the crater, but you cannot go in the crater. They will not let you. You're you're riding, but and, and that could tie into the story of 
yes, Caradon and Maridon will fly over it. They'll run around it. They will not take you in it because they know you're not ready yet. And like you say, you beat the Elite Four, you become champion. And the Professor, whichever version is like, I think you're ready to know what's down there now. And Could you imagine a whole post-game where you're exploring caves and going down there and figuring things out? And I, I yes, love that I idea. Could, and I'd be I so love, up for it. I and love that idea. Is, it, like, this seems like such a big thing that they're bringing into the franchise. Yes. That they've held off for so long that I almost feel like they didn't want to drop this info. Yeah, agreed. But did it because, you know, game be leaking now. So let's get out ahead of people. Let's get out ahead of somebody spoiling this. Yeah. And give uh, people a heads up. Agreed. And I, like, I've got to congratulate them and give them credit where credit's due. due. They they haven't, they've, they've done it. They haven't spoiled, like, what is going on. They've given you enough hints to kind of know, go, I know what kind of game this is and I know what I'm going to be doing. But it's not like it's spoiling, you know, the big reveals, the legendary monsters, what whatever they might be. So, like, kudos to them, I guess. Um, but I just, I just, I just cannot wait to see if what we've been speaking about for a long time, the whole past and future thing, if it is just lip service or it is actually, it does play a part of the game. I think and, so, but again, I'll. Promote myself later when that video's out. Do it. Do it. So <laughs> one, <laughs> I I can't wait for that video. One um one thing that I do like about if if we're using the terms past and and future, but what I do like about that is the fact that it gives us a reason to bring in the Legends Arceus Pokemon into this game. Yes, because there's always that difficulty of when it's always been one of those things where when there's a remake or when there's a later game. And you go back and play original ones. It's always a bit jarring, isn't it? When it's like, okay, well, I know this Pokemon can evolve in later games, but I can't in this one just because it didn't technically exist then. And it's the same with the typings. So I was always worried that, okay, the Pokemon that we get in Legends Arceus, are they one and done? Are they stuck there? Are they stuck there? Exactly. Or are they going to implement them in a later game, but it's going to feel awkward and tacked on? This is a way where it feels almost like, well, you can have your old Pokemon and there's a story reason behind why they're now reappearing. Yeah. There is like actually a, an area where a bunch of otherwise thought extinct Pokemon exist. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, because obviously we've got we've got Donphan with the past and future. We've got Karadon and Rhydon with potentially one in the middle. We've, we saw in the trailer um, Scyther... Sizzle and Cleaver. Cleaver's obviously past one. Sizzle isn't really future, but it's it's got the metal. same feel to it. Yes, it has. And it's metal, and you know, we we've seen it like Maridon and, and Future Donphan, both metal as well. So it's almost like they kind of work together. Makes you wonder what other Pokemon we have already got, either present past or future of and we're going to be getting an extra evolution of some kind for those pokemon certainly possible certainly possible and i yeah it 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 feels like a great way to maybe get some of those pokemon from the early generations that have fallen behind a little bit because they haven't got evolutions or they haven't really had chance to shine in the later generations like okay 
let's finally give them an evolution. I I I just yes. cannot I cannot wait for it just feels like I'm going into this blind and I love it. Like there's going to be so many surprises and just I cannot wait for those moments where you're just wondering, you're like, what is that? <laughs> What's that doing over there? What's this item? What, what, like, I, I, you know, when you battle a gym leader and they throw out a Pokemon, you're like, I've never seen this mom before. This is all new to me and I cannot wait for it. It's going to be a very, very good game. Right. I've got a couple of little bits to Go on. throw out there. So first and foremost, we were talking last week about like the cool things you get if you've owned games before. Oh, yes. In this one, we get Rotom phone cases. I like that. I really do like that. It's cool. It's different. And, yes. you know, it makes sense. Yeah. we've So we, we've had similar features. Um, so in Sword and Shield, if you'd played Let's Go, depending on which version, you've got a, um Eevee or Pikachu. Is that right? Yes. And if you, uh, in BDSP, if you had, I can't remember, was it Sword and Shield? You could get a Mew or Jirachi. I think you got the Jirachi for Sword and Shield and you got the Mew for Let's ah, Go. Ah, that's it. Um, this feels almost like a natural progression. I actually prefer it when it's not Pokemon. Don't know if you feel the same way. I prefer it, it, that it's something that... It, it always felt a bit weird that you... you load just up a game. given a Mew at the very yeah. start of the game. Yeah. Yes. And the only thing I will say is like that was like the first time you could get an official Mew for years. So oh, it was wow. no bad thing. But yes, this is subtle... And in a game about customizing your character mm -hmm. exactly the way you like them, yes, it makes sense. It does. And as well as like in-game lore, just makes sense that yeah, you're a kid. Put a case on your phone. I like before that. Before you I drop it, I know it can fly, but you might yeah. still drop it. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. The 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 whole Rotom phone thing. It. I wasn't. I. Yeah, I, I I like the fact that this is almost the norm now. We got in Sword and Shield. It looks like it, it's going to be the norm in this. It makes sense. Everyone's got smartphones nowadays. It makes sense that it would double as your Pokedex and your map and everything else. It, I, I'm I'm on board with this. And that's the thing. They are including it now much in the same ways they did in Legends Arcus. It's your yeah. map and everything else as well. Great. Just makes sense. Makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, we saw the car stick its tongue out. We did. So we've, we've, we've seen this in pictures. Yes. We've seen this in official artwork, but never in game. Now we've seen it in the game. Mm. so is so we know we are getting multiple cars right in each of mm -hmm. those starfield um star path or whatever it's called so are we thinking that each of the cars is a different pokemon or are we thinking it's just one ghost pokemon that controls different cars i like that you've gone with ghost um we're we're pretty well i say i'm pretty convinced that is one engine that's running a bunch of different cars. Like, yeah. they'll all have their own engine Pokemon. I yeah. think it'd be like a poison steel type, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. um, and we've seen, like, its main form, and then it might have a pre-Evo, which is on the back wheels, which we pointed out a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, each member of Team Star is going to have their own personalized car that that Pokemon controls. Okay. That's my thinking on it, anyway. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And then the other little note was Nimona is already a champion. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. She turns that. around and is like, oh, I remember when I became champion. That was my treasure. And she talks to you about like, oh, um, you know, someday you're going to get stronger and then we can really have a fight. And it's like, 
That's okay. great. She's not a rival. Yeah. She's a mentor. So we're not... So I don't think we're battling here, you know? I think you've battled her initially to be like, she'll be your first fight, and then you won't fight her again until you take yeah. champion rank. What I... Okay, the, the thing that I like about that is that every every other game, as far as I can remember, except for Generation 1, because Blue is technically the champion, mm -hmm. every other generation, it's always been an older adult that's lived life, that has built these bonds with these Pokemon. Well, hang on, let's... Put, Go on. put a stop to that for two seconds. It's, she's not the champion. Oh, she's a. She's champion rank. Okay. So the way this so, works is okay. once you've gained all eight badges, you attain champion rank, okay. which allows right. you to battle other champions. Oh. Yeah, okay. the, head, the head of the league is still um, a big starry girl. I forget her yeah. name. Okay. Uh, Gita. So Gita is the chairwoman of the Pokemon League. Oh, with right. the black hair and Bayonetta uh, style. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it yeah, says, yeah. among the region's champions, she reigns supreme. That's it. I forgot about that. So yeah. there are multiple champions in Paldea. That's what you're working so, towards. So, are we getting... Okay, so you beat, the, you beat the, the... Typically, in Pokemon, you beat the eight gyms, and then you make your way to the final city where you battle the Elite Four. Or in Sword and Shield, it is a... Um, it's a... Um, like a tournament style mm -hmm. knockout thing. So either they go down the route of it's a tournament style. Okay, these are all the champions. They're going to be in a, you know, a, a, a knockout style format. However, I'm inclined to think that because Paldea is open world, okay, now you are, you know, you've beaten the gyms and you're in champion rank. Go and track down the other champions and battle them to prove. Welcome to the, welcome to the champions league. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah. earn points and lose points as you battle other champions and rise your way to the top. It's it's Pokemon Journeys. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm super excited and I love that, that little hint that she, you know, she's already a champion. Yeah. I think what the the the, the point I was going to make, and I think it's still it's still valid, is that, you know, in, in all the other games, it's always felt like you're special. You're the chosen one. Mm -hmm. This, like the fact that she is probably only a couple of years older than you and she's attained that rank, you're not special anymore. You, It makes it feel more realistic, you know, because it's always vexed me a little bit in the other games where, you know, you're, you're a kid rocking out with six Pokemon and everyone else only has two or three for some reason, even the Elite Four, especially in the later games where they only have each Elite Four member only has four. Whereas yeah, they tr they tried something similar with the island challenge, which was like it's just a thing that happens in Alola when you reach a certain age. You're not special for beating it, yeah, but it's a thing that people go through, and some people it's, beat it, and some people don't. It's almost like a rite of passage. It's like you know, this is every everyone's doing it. It's not about whether or not you complete it. It's about helping you to figure out who you are and what you want to achieve in life. Mm -hmm. So with this, like you know, I'm. I quite like the idea of the fact that you complete the gyms and it's not, you know, it's it's just the start of a journey. It's a journey that most other children have gone on and it's now a case of that's when the real challenge begins. Yeah. I like the idea of that. Okay, what else did you spot? Uh, That's the end of my notes here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, hyped. Scale Very of one to so. ten. Scale of one to uh, ten. Nine and a half. 
Okay, right. I I think I'm I think I'm at a ten now. It's getting a little bit ridiculous. Um, I I really want this game. Um, I can't wait to just sit down and play it. And one of the one of the um, I, I know I'm plugging a little bit early here, but I'm doing a cage lock with uh, British Eagle, who I've done content with before. What I love about the fact that we're doing a cage lock is it'll force me to use Pokemon that I've never used before and try them out and like say I'll get to meet these Pokemon and fall in love with them and nickname them and go on an adventure with them and then watch them die because <laughs> that's what happens in a Nuzlocke. I, I cannot wait to get my hands on this game and to the point where I'm half tempted to take another couple of days off the following week off work. Uh, nice. <laughs> I am I am I am I'm sitting I'm I'm at the stage where I'm like, have I got enough annual leave to do this? And I kind of really want to do it. Um I'm yeah. still put off doing a nuzlocke of it, at least straight away. I can understand that. A, I'm not sure like what counts as an area. Yeah, I get that. It's an open world game. Mm-hmm. Um the other big thing for me is I don't know where I'm going. No, agree. <laughs> I don't, so, don't know what I'm doing. I agree. That's one of the reasons why we didn't do a race That's collab fair. series because it, it's not. Yeah. So you can you can explore at your own pace, and I'm going to I'm I'm if I get to get if I get both versions, one will be for the cage lock. One will be my time exploring at my own pace, doing a couple of streams with it, um, so I get to experience both sides of it. So yeah, so uh, I'm completely looking forward to this. I think we, we this is probably a good time to point out to listeners that next Friday isn't going to be the review or whenever no. we release it. It's not going to be the review because I don't I, I don't I just don't think we, even if we push things back and move things back, I don't think we could give it a review justice. It would almost be like a yeah, we're about 3 or 4 hours in. This is what we early thoughts and I I think I'd rather hold off yeah, I'd rather play week. it for a week and then yeah. turn around and go, right, this is my deep thoughts on it. Yeah. But we do have some ideas about what we're going to do next week. Um, but the following week will be the 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 review. Um, are you ready to move on to our next segment? Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it because we missed out last week because we got so <laughs> carried away with the pre-orders. Um, it's that time again where we continue watching Pokemon Master Journeys. And we've got three episodes again. This week, starting with episode 13, Searching for Service with a Smile. Did this episode bring a smile to your face? Oh, right. So it's an interesting one. This, because it's a plus and mining episode. I okay. didn't need a plus and mining episode. I'm... And when I saw it, I immediately <laughs> thought, it's a plus little mining episode. I'm going to hate it. Yes. That mining has got some character to it. It did some... make me like it by the end of it. Yes. I. So plus little mining are your typical Pikachu clones that you get. You get every single generation, except for in this one, we got two. Um, I'd argue it... it's one of the worst ones as well. I'd, uh, I'd also argue. Yes, I, I would argue with that. There's nothing that really stands, about, uh, stands out about it. And the fact that we've got two that are practically identical makes it even worse. I mean, it um, makes sense. They were there to emphasize double battles. Yeah, it, it does. Agreed. Um, maybe we're just not using them in the right way, but there's nothing that really stands out about these Pokemon. Minon, what I, what I will say, though, is, like, say, Minon has a bit of personality in this. It gives him a bit of character, 
which Pull I some do great like. Faces. He 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 does he does. Um, should we just quickly recap the story? Not that there is not that there is much, one, but yeah. Much. <laughs> um, so D- Devi is an electrician, or apparently he does all services. Services apparently. He trips and, and breaks every bone in his body, like typical cartoon style. He's in hospital. The only thing that isn't bandaged is his face. Um, the Minden isn't happy about this. Ash and Go, for whatever reason, decide to support Malta, who is Devi's brother. Maybe they feel guilty. I, it's not really explained. It's just typical. Let's help out. Um, this includes heading into a cave to find a trainer's Taurus that has wandered off. Team Rockets, of course, come along causing mayhem as usual and their actions cause some pipes to break. Um, And I love this. Decide to steal a load of Taurus only to accidentally release them into the sewer. And so we get one of those episodes where Ash and Go have to work with Team Rocket to save them. Um, Because it lands on top of Meowth. Because it lands on top of Meowth, that's it. And that that's about it, to be quite honest. There's not... There's not a huge story here. It's very much a filler, I guess. I do like when I do like episodes of of whatever it might be where the bad guys and good guys are forced to set aside their differences to to do something, a common threat or a common goal. This just feels like a really poor common goal. Like, okay, they're trying to save Pokemon. Great. Yeah, I, cool. I guess. Right, and, like it doesn't even start that way. It just starts with yes, we're handymen, but we do everything. It's like that's not possible. <laughs> yeah, you, you're basically a master of none. You're just a jack of all trades. Um, I the, the, we're probably not doing this episode justice, but to be quite honest with you, it feels like there are other episodes I would rather discuss. This was very much a. If you the, skip it, you're not missing anything. You're not. There was no real character development or growth. You didn't, at the top of my head, really see any of Ash and Go's Pokemon. I can't remember. It has been a couple of weeks since I've I've, I've watched this now. Um, but it was just one of those episodes where it was a bit of a non-starter. It, it, you, you, you finished it off and you weren't any more educated, better off, feeling better about yourself. I guess the only great thing about it was that the, the mind in which didn't like Malta over time came to like them and that was about came to it. not hate her yeah not hate her is probably the best even though it wasn't it. even her fault she didn't do anything no i know i don't know why why was that why didn't it like it assumed it was her fault that he fell over I'm trying to remember why did he fall over was he just being clumsy i honestly can't remember no no should we move on to a not too close for comfort yeah so back over at cerise labs um this is really weird. Is this the first time we've seen a Pokemon evolve away from its trainer and it's not via battling? No, because okay. we saw it at the very first episode of this entire series. What was that? Pikachu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I the, the Pikachu and the Thunderstone. No, the Pichu that evolved into Ash's Pikachu. Oh, yes, we did. Didn't? Oh, yeah, we did. So there is, there is precedent. For this, uh-huh. um, yeah, so it was an odd one. <laughs> it was very strange how that happened. But what I think the thing that confused me though, it, it, I've fine. I can I can get behind a Pokemon evolving off screen. I say off screen, but away from Go. 
I can I can get behind that because the way that that is set up is that the Pokemon are are out in the wild exploring, learning, and you know e- evolve. I say evolving in not evolution, but evolving is in the learning things, the the you know being friendly with a Pokemon and whatnot. What confused me, or an unanswered question, is how does the Pokedex automatically know that Sobble's evolved? Because <laughs> Go just gets a notification like. Oh, Dri- Drizzile has been registered to your Pokedex. It's not if it was in its Pokeball. Yeah, I get that. If it returned to its Pokeball, I get that. How how does that happen? How does he know? How does the Pokedex know? How does the Pokedex know anything? Let's, let's I, yeah, be honest. I know, here. I know, I know. <laughs> but these are the things that take me out of an episode, and I'm just like, wait, what? Like how? Hey, what is it? No, they should take you into the episode and be like, ah, how? Let me know. I must dive deep and write three essays on this. But they no, were explaining. But they won't. Yeah, but they won't explain it. If they explained it, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. I, I can get behind that. Like even if it was just like, oh yeah, you the cameras, the cameras at Cerise Labs picked it up and they saw your sable. It evolved, and therefore the the system is smart enough to push the notification, the data no, to your it's, Pokedex. It's, it's digital ID has been registered to <laughs> sure. your Pokedex, sure, and its ID number changed. Which, you know, there was a different code suddenly transmitted between your ball and I I don't know, okay. No, no. And in so, case you couldn't so. gather, this episode is about Sobble evolving into Drizzile. Which it's not happy about, which I like, because it thought it was gonna become an Intalion. <laughs> I yes? always wondered, right? Because the moment we saw this Pokemon in Sword and Shield, we're like that's the emo Pokemon, then. Oh, it's the hair. It's just the <laughs> it's, hair, it's, yeah. the face, the slouch. It's just, it is just a, a yeah, you're right, an emo Grumpy Pokemon. teenager. Yeah, it is. It is, which which actually works. It doesn't work in the game because the Pokemon don't have any personality. It works in this, though. Like, just how, it's Drew's just, style. I just, I just want to give it a hug. It's so sad. <sighs> but as we find out that, you know, smothering it with love is not necessarily the best thing forward. Apparently not. So, question. Why why did it think it was evolving into Inteleon? Does it is it just never met I another? I guess it doesn't know. Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know, do you? Because it's a it's originally happy when it evolves, isn't it? It's when it looks in is it water it looks in or reflection yeah. of some kind? Yeah, it looks into the water and it's like, oh, I'm not an Inteleon. Rip. It's yeah, poor poor little thing, poor little thing. I've got a note here. Drizzile is how I feel some days. Just can't be bothered and easily frustrated. He's just he just wants to be left alone. Um, and he doesn't have the best start, does he? he gets thundershocked. He gets smacked around. He gets scared and and more. Unfortunately, he's off to a terrible start. Um, and, and then he just nests. He just, he just hides just himself to... in a little cave. He was like, I'm just gonna live here forever. Nobody yeah. needs to look at me anymore. I don't even want to see myself. Just I can't do cool cave. finger guns. But Go tries to cheer it up, which doesn't and work. fails miserably. Cinderace <laughs> has a different idea, which I don't think you should do this. I'm, I mean, I've never worked with people with depression, but I don't think this is what you should do. The Cinderace basically just drags it out of the cave. <sighs> there like, are... Okay. Yeah, there are... Because we all have one friend. And yeah. if you don't, you really should. That one friend who's like, you know, are you having a sad day? Right, I'm going to come around, scoop you up, and we're going to go shopping. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's fine. But sometimes you just need to be a burrito. 
and people need to accept that you're having a burrito day. Agreed. I'm going to yeah. live in my blanket and I need you to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those days are fine. If you need, if you need a duvet day or whatever it might be, just to have a, you know, get lost in your thoughts and do it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't think Cinderace gave, gave Drizzile a choice though, really. <laughs> just, no. just like, out you come, come on. Um, which obviously doesn't work. The Drizzile just wants to go back and just, just wants to be on its own. But, um, I will say, and, could you on. imagine if Go had both of these be in their middle stage at the same time? Oh my lord! Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, I completely forgot about that. That you, you would be disheartened as a trailer because you don't, you, you don't know what these mons are like. These, like, all Drizzles could just be like this. This is just how they go through. But if you were to have two Pokemon like this at the same time, you would start asking questions about how you raise Pokemon. Yeah, is it is it my fault that they're like yes. this? Or is Go, it just all teenagers hate their parents? Apparently so. Um, but Go learns to connect with a Drizzile through a heart-to-heart reflecting on his past, which I think was quite nice that they, they take the time to have that conversation. Yeah, it shows that, again, he's learned from his experience with um, uh, Score Bunny, not Score Bunny. Yeah. Um, Raboot. Help! Raboot! Thank you. Yes. God, it's been one of those days. I'm sorry, my head is full of stuff. Um, yeah, he's learned, and he's a lot more open and willing to accept the Pokemon for who they are and accept them for the way they are and just be like, look, I'm here if you yeah, need me. Exactly. Which is which is just a great way to be. Uh, one thing that I did, I've never thought about this before, but this episode made me think about it, is like, it must be harrowing for a Pokemon that's just evolved because you're suddenly a new body, different height, size, weight, skills, abilities. It, like... Maybe it's just, I don't know, maybe that's me speaking as a human because we know what animals are like where they're literally just giving birth and they're already running around and can do everything, whereas human babies just are poop, Yeah, but we assume machines. that animals don't have the same level of consciousness that we do. Mm, true. They they just, their body whereas, just works. Whereas Pokemon quite clearly do. Mm. Um. So yeah, that level of like metamorphosis that evolution in the Pokemon universe is would be terrifying it would be a whole ordeal to go through and mm. it is fascinating like you know we saw when lucario when riolu evolved into lucario it's like no i know orosphere now i'm going yeah. to use orosphere <laughs> but, so right. they just know these things about them yeah. and so i can imagine that being comfortable for some and not for others yeah. i mean we find out that there are certain levels of instincts uh baked into them because as we say the drizzle starts nesting and starts putting these little water orbs hanging from the ceiling yeah it's like yeah that's just what they do that's their defense mechanism. And it's like, oh, okay, so that's really cool. <sighs> I like this episode. I did as well, yeah. And it, it didn't... I was going to say it didn't feel like a filler. Of course it's not a filler because, like, a, a Pokemon Evolved, they are typically never filler episodes. Um, I did have this spoiled for me, by the way, because when the previous... When I was watching these episodes, I think my daughter went onto Netflix or something. So the, so the first episode I watched was... After the the previous uh, podcast was episode sixteen. Oh no! And, yeah, so I Next watched all of episode. that. Watched out all of episode seventeen. I was like, oh, these are really good. And then episode eighteen, the intro shows Ash and Go of all their Pokemon, and there was a Drizzile. I was like, hold on a second, have I have they spoiled Evolve something or screen. have I yeah or have I missed something? So I was like, let's just chat this. I was like, 
Ah, right. Okay. So I had this spoiled for me. Even though I knew it was coming, I'm not an idiot. Like, I know Go is going to get all three final evolu- form evolutions. Like, it's going to happen. Of course it is. Um, but, but it just meant that I was like, okay, I knew this is coming. Um, I did like this. I, I also liked this episode. It was quite nice to, like, like I've said, to give the Gen 8 starters personality that they don't get in the games. Yeah, they, they kind of get that personality in the opening intro, and then yeah. that's really it. Yeah, and if depending on which starters you chose, like, Drizzile was the one for me that I never got to see because Leon chose the Sobble, and then he had the Intalion. So Drizzile was a bit of a non-Pokemon for me by the time I saw it. Um, so it's quite good to to be able to see it in action in the anime, a bit more life to it. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Let's move Which on moves to... us on to the last one. On land. On land, in the sea, Ooh. and to the future. Yes. So, I'm not going to completely lie. I don't remember a lot about this other than, was this the swimming episode? This is the Vaporeon episode. This is the Vaporeon episode. Ah, yeah. So, we're off to take, we're doing a water race, aren't we? Yes. So Another the, one. Another one. Yeah, another one, actually. Yeah. So, at first, I thought this was going to be a Chloe episode. It kind of is. Kind of is. Not as much as maybe some of the other ones have been where Ash and Go have taken very much a backseat. They are yeah, they kind of not even on screen for the vast majority of it. Yeah. Um. What I what I loved about this episode wasn't even it was the it was the Pokemon I think that I loved about this episode. Not necessarily was it, was it Dracovish being an absolute legend. He's just Dracovish. I just Dracovish. I, just, I, I can't swim, it. but I'm going to run across the ocean floor. <laughs> I know. I was just like, wait, what? Dracovish is a, is a terrible swimmer, which actually does make sense because, like, I know it's it wasn't water built type, for this. It wasn't built for it. It's it's, it's two Pokemon fused together. Of course, he's not going to be a good swimmer. And what I didn't realize is those little fins. They're, they're its actual fins because you don't get to see it swim in the uh-huh. game. So you, so they don't do anything in the game. They just dangle there. Whereas in this, I was like, how is this Pokemon swimming? And then they show you and I'm like, ah, no. yeah, that, that, that explains why it's a terrible <laughs> swimmer. It makes sense. Um, Dugong's a flirt, as always. As, as always. Dug- it's Dug- weird that I like that in a... Like, it's, it's creepy when Brock does it because they're yes. like real people. Yes. But Dugong picking a fight with a Huntail over a Gorobis, that's great. That's, that's like, so that's, good. <laughs> it, it, it was good. That I, I did enjoy that as well. And you know what? I One of the highlights for me is that the, the Pokemon working together and, and, and like, what's the note I've got here? Yeah. So the, if I'm remembering this episode correctly, the Pokemon do a lot of communicating with one another, but there isn't Meowth there to translate, which was mm-hmm. one of our great about the last. Yeah, episode. it was like let's just we know what the Pokemon are saying. We're not daft, like we can see. So just let them interact and be Pokemon, and don't interpret everything for us. And that's one of the things that I liked about this. And you didn't need like you didn't need Meowth there to explain that Dugong has fallen for the Gorbis and is mad at the Huntail because of it. Like yeah. just like you can show it with the animation and it. It worked. Um, this is one of the episodes where, for the most part, it feels like filler. Sorry, for the most part, it is filler, but it doesn't feel like it. It's still entertaining. Is you it still filler, to... or is this well, the start of what we're about to see as Chloe's 
Well, path, that's yeah, which that's is why Eevee interacting with the evolutions. Yes, so that's why I said mainly because there was that little bit at the end, like you say, where she's handed a water stone, and there is a part, there is a point where you're thinking, oh, it, it, like she's just getting Vaporeon, like we're done and dusted, but no, Chloe wants to let Eevee decide, which is the you know, I, I think that speaks to her maturity that. You know, Pokemon have feelings and thoughts, and therefore it's up to them to decide when they want to evolve. Unlike the games where you just go, yeah, yeah I've caught that Eevee. I'm going to force you to evolve just to complete my Pokedex, and you're going to sit in the box for the rest of your rest of your life as a Pokemon you probably didn't want to be. Um, but this this episode, I think, is starting to highlight where Chloe's story is going. Yep, I think so. And uh, I have had a friend of mine who watched through all of this with her daughter and got very annoyed. Oh. And apparently Leafeon gets no love. Oh, really? Apparently every other evolution gets an episode <laughs> except just, Leafeon. And they just forget about Leafeon. Oh, <laughs> that's a, I love Leafeon's design as well. I, I think it's one of the coolest. It. Yeah, agreed. It works really well. And I love how they implemented that in the games where it was a, it was a mossy stone, wasn't it? In the, the first yes. time. Yes. I, I I love that. Um, oh, it's a bit of a shame then that we're not getting. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so I yeah I d- I did enjoy this episode mainly for the Pokemon and the interactions between them more than anything else. Yeah, no, it was it was it was fine. I I was a little bit I was a little bit put off that it was another water race. We've had lots yes. of swimming episodes. We had the Piplup. We mm-hmm. had the girl in her Feebas. And yes. now this one, it just seems like we're, we're treading water a lot. Uh, we're hey. retra- retracing our steps <laughs> yes. quite frequently, and I'm a little, a little bit done with it. I don't need a swimming episode again. Would have preferred it if it was, maybe this was one of the later EV episodes, so you got a chance to see some of the others and there was a bit more of a gap? Yeah, probably. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely agreed. I think out of all the water, ones, the water episodes that we've seen where it is a race format of some variety or something to do with water, this was my favorite, but again, because of the Pokemon. More than the yeah, story. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. I am looking forward to discussing the next two, but you'll have to come back next week because I, I, I say the next two because I've only watched the next two. I still need to watch episode 18, but the, the next week I'm really looking forward to talking about these episodes. Okay, interesting. I really? haven't watched them yet, so I will Okay. Look forward to that. Get around to it. You will not be disappointed. So, Connor, uh, you up for playing a game? I am. We've got time this week. Let's play a game. Perfect. In front of me I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. And Connor has to spot the fake entry. So, Pokemon number one is Plusle. It has the trait of cheering on its fellow Pokemon. By shorting out the electricity it releases from its paws, it creates pom-poms for cheering. Cute. Second entry. It absorbs electricity from telephone poles. It shorts out its body to create crackling noises. And the third and final one. Wherever there is a puzzle, puzzle, there is sure to be a miner nearby. They sing to cheer on their Pokemon allies. Um, I feel like it should be the second one, because that sounds ridiculous, but I'm going to go with the third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with the third one, even though it might be the first one, because they do do that in the episode. Oh! Mm. Mm. Mm, I'm uh, I'm second-guessing myself. Right, I'm going to go with the third one. You're right not to second-guess yourself. Well done. It was number three. Okay, good, so, good, 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 good. Spot on, spot on. You, you're right. The, f- the first one was in the anime, so I thought I'd throw that one in there. And the second one just feels a bit 
strange and lackluster. Bit lackluster. Yeah, compared to the other ones. So I was hoping to trick trip you up there. Um, the second Pokemon this week is Minan. Exposure to electricity from Minan and Plusal promotes blood circulation and relaxes muscles. Minan is more concerned about cheering on its partners than its own safety. It shorts out the electricity in its body to create brilliant showers of sparks to cheer on its teammates. Is that all one Pokedex entry? That's uh, sorry, sorry. So the okay, that was two. So exposure. I thought so. I was like, well, because <laughs> sometimes the ruby and sapphire ones are super are long. So long. Do you want me to read them again? Yes, please. Okay. So the first Pokedex entry: exposure to ele- electricity from mining and plusle promotes blood circulation and relaxes muscles. For the second Pokedex entry. Minan is more concerned about cheering on its partners than its own safety. It shorts out the electricity in its body to create brilliant showers of sparks to cheer on its teammates. And the third and final Pokedex entry, whenever there is the slightest sign of rain, Minan will run for cover and won't emerge until it spots sunlight. Ah, this is a hard one. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm going to go, and this this is maybe a little bit counterproductive. I'm going to go with the second one. Okay. Because it sounds the most real. Second one, because it sounds the most real. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the third one. I'm glad you had to think about that because, <laughs> because, because I, I didn't highlight which one was the fake one. So you're, I'm like <laughs> Googling it, trying to find it. So it is the third one. Um, I did panic for a little bit there. So apparently it doesn't run at the slightest bit of rain. And it, and no, that, it was stuff. such a weird thing that I was like, there's no way you'd have wrote that because I'd never believe that. Yeah. So you'd, you'd never write that. <laughs> ah, see, you started, started playing mind games. I see how it is. Got to play these mind games. I've, I've got to stop you from getting the perfect three out of three again. Um, The final Pokemon, Drizzile. So Pokedex entry number one, a clever combatant. This Pokemon battles using water balloons created with moisture secreted from its palms. Pokedex entry number two, it's impossible to grab Drizzile's hands or feet because of the slimy, slimy mucus that covers them. And the third and final Pokedex entry. Highly intelligent, but also very lazy. It keeps enemies out of its territory by laying traps everywhere. I'm I hoping, don't think it's lazy. Um, I'm, I agree. I agree, but maybe I just wrote that. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so I, I really hope this is a difficult one for you. Um, I don't think it is lazy. Okay. But I also feel like it's something that would be said in a Pokedex entry. Mm-hmm. And there's not been many. And this is, uh, no, this is the thing I found right. out when we did Grookey, is There's not been many. And the anime doesn't randomly like add bits in for yep. the starter Pokemon. So the laying traps thing is likely a thing that's actually in the Pokedex entry. Um, the slimy mucus. And what was the first one? Is It uses its um, hands to... So uh, clever combatants. This Pokemon battles using water balloons created with moisture secreted from its palms. Oh, let's go with that one. Let's go with that one, even though I kind of think it's the slimy hands one, but I'm going to go with the first one. Okay, it is the slimy hands one. It's, it's the, the slimy hands one. one. It's the slimy oh. hands one. So, say, so right, there is only two Pokedex entries for Drizzile. One for sword, one for shield. That's all we've got. Yeah, makes sense. So, one out of three this week? Unfortunately. But I think another week you might have got all three for this one. Eight, eight, eight. Oh, I don't like... know. You you threw me with the second one. Second one. Okay. There um, were some there were some really strong mind games going on there. Okay. I enjoyed that. Fantastic. Um, let's move on to comments and questions. Uh we have had a 
a um, question from somebody new. So, of, co- of course, we're going to read that out. So, this is from King Nido. Um, hello, legends. Thank you so much for this podcast that you can put that you put out each week. Love it. By the way, tell your friends. Uh, with the Scarlet and Violet release oh so close now, what are your hopes and expectations for the final forms of the starter Pokemon? Hope that excitement is building and you're able to avoid those spoilers. So, first so, thing I'm going to say is it'll be King Nido, buddy. Come on. Yeah, I completely butchered that. The moment I said it, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. Sorry. <laughs> um, the other thing is I have been spoiled. I Ooh. Every time I go onto YouTube now on my phone, the very first video is latest spoilers, latest re- leaked Pokemon, and they're all in the thumbnail. Oh, I hate YouTubers that do so that. I've I- seen so much at this point. So I have seen all the final starter evolutions. Um, uh, so I can't really give my thoughts on this okay. other than I might not pick Sprigatito anymore. Ooh, okay. Right. I So I'm fine with that. That was the, uh, out of the three, that's the one I was least likely to get. I'm not a huge fan of cat po- cat, cats in real life, let alone cat Pokemon. I already know I'm getting Fue Coco and that's not, or, uh, the only thing I've seen is that I read somewhere that, that someone that's seen the third form says that it went from being their least favorite to their most favorite. Don't know what that means, though. However, Fue Coco, just on its own, like that that design is a thing of beauty. I absolutely love it. I It just seems like... Did you ever play... used to play Cut the Rope on smartphones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The little green guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. And he was just like so happy and just he just wanted his candy. That's all he wanted. So I'm well happy with this. See, and- it reminds me, did you ever play Bubble Bubble? Bubble Bubble? No, but I've got a feeling if I Googled whatever you're about to tell me, I'd be like, oh yeah, I do recognize that. Yeah, the Bubble Bubble were like two little dinosaur buddies. Bubble um, Bubble. Bubble oh, Bubble. yeah, I see that. Yeah, I can see that as well. Oh, they're so cute. Um, yeah, so to answer your actual question, Hopes and expectations for the final form of the start of Pokemon. Um, I'm personally hoping that we don't go where we seem to be going with starters, where they suddenly reach the third and final evolution and they're almost furries. Like, they're stood up on two legs. They are very humanoid in appearance. We got that a lot with Gen 8. Like, all of them were stood up on two legs and and everything. Um, I want things that feel more like pocket monsters than they do human monsters, I guess. Um, with Fue Coco, I'm honestly, I don't, I don't know what we're going to get in terms of extra typings. I remember the lead up to Gen 8 and everyone was saying that Cinderace was going to be our very first Electric type Pokemon. That turned out to be a lie. They were just fire, grass and water, which actually I, I thought was quite refreshing. I don't want to see that in this. If Fue Coco is... Fire Dragon or something like that. I'll be a very happy boy. Um, but we'll I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, do you know which starter you're picking? I might pick Fue Coco now. Oh, because it was a case of like I was Sprigatito and yeah. then Fue Coco was my backup if Sprigatito's evolution didn't do it for me. Okay. Sprigatito's evolution doesn't do it to me, so I'm going Fue Coco. Okay, right, fair enough. Any any chance that you're just going to do a bit of trading at the start and get all three? No. Okay, you're picking your one and going for it? No, because I don't know how long you have to be into the game until you can do trading and stuff like that. True, true. See, if we had Pokemon Home straight from the start, this would be easy, but... be very easy. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, Thanks for the question. Let's move on to questions from YouTube. So, from Tony. 
Where's somewhere you've always wanted to travel, whether in the Pokemon world, our world, or both? I'm I'm gonna do real world and Pokemon world. So yep, real world. Um, honestly, I've always wanted to visit Tokyo. Um, I would just love to see what it's all about. I don't know a lot about it, but everyone that I've ever heard of going there, whether or not it's on podcast, YouTube, or whatever, and people have discussed it, have always said that it's an amazing city to visit. Um, it is fantastic. It's literally mind-blowing. There's nowhere else in the world like it. Wow. Okay, there we go. Uh, and in terms of the Pokemon world, where would I want to go? Probably Alola. It's like, come on, it's sun, sea, and sand, like with tropical drinks and being able to relax, and you can go up to a volcano to take a look at it. There's an observatory. You can ride Pokemon across the ocean. It, Yeah, it just ticks a lot of boxes for me, Alola does. That's absolutely fair. No, that's a good choice. Uh, for me, real world, New Zealand. Ever oh, since okay. I watched... Um, Lord of the Rings, New Zealand has been on the list. I've got a sister who lives out in New Zealand. She loves it to death. Um, I should really go visit her at some point. Yeah, but be yeah, careful that, of the orcs. You know, careful of the orcs. They're going to get you. <laughs> They're going to get uh, you. It's fine, because they don't come out in daylight. Oh, so you're fine. You're fine. Anymore. Okay. okay. Anymore. Um, <laughs> as for the Pokemon world, I mean, I think I've said it before, but like Equitique City might be my favorite place in every Pokemon game. Yeah. It just it's so full of history and lore and it just looks gorgeous. You have the um kimono girls, which are just like more traditional areas, and like that traditional aspect of Japan has always been something I'm very fascinated by. I can just imagine it being full of temples and you've got the towers yeah. there, and you can go see see all the monks in the monasteries and very much want to go to Ecritique City. I can I can understand that. It's absolutely like when you see it in the game, it doesn't do it justice compared to when you see it in the anime. It looks mm-hmm. gorgeous. Uh, it looks amazing. And yeah, I can, I can completely understand going there, especially in autumn. Whenever I see it in the yeah. anime, it's always autumn, and it's just yep. the red and yellow leaves just look astounding. They look amazing. If you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube, by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com, or by leaving it on our Discord channel. So the next section, we're talking about plugs. I, I want to hear what you've got going on because it sound, sounds really good from what you were talking about earlier. So I have, I think I have found what could be at the base of the crater in Scarlet oh, okay. and Violet, as okay, well okay. as what Game Freak have based it on. Okay, so you've, you, you've got strong evidence then, I take it. You think you've nailed it? It's a mini theory. Mini theory, okay. But, okay. yeah, no, I'm quite happy with it. Good. When are you planning on pointing this out? Uh, sometime next week. Okay. Before oh, release. Yes, okay, that makes that makes sense. I, mm, Connor, I love supporting you on YouTube, but this might be one of those videos I do not watch this at this point. That's fair. I, I might have to come back and, and watch this, which is a shame because, like, like I mentioned on the, on the comment on one of your latest videos about, I think it was your latest video about, um, the HM slaves and whether mm-hmm. or not they are actually better. You I think you probably swung a lot of people around. I think a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people got really angry at that. 
Did they? Oh, it's okay. one of my one of my most lit- disliked videos. Oh, is it? I wouldn't surprise me if some of them. I, we know what this is. is content creators. They dislike. The, like. They dislike the title rather than the yes. video. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, and the amount and I will people- say a lot of the comments were very productive and very in depth. Like, actually, I disagree, and here's why. Yeah. Well reasoned arguments. It was good fun. It was. Yeah. I I think it's one of those where you you're not. You can't be wrong. You just write based on what your feelings and thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it was a great conversation. Absolutely loved it. Um, in terms of um my plugs, I I feel like this was months ago that I spoke about this, but tomorrow this goes live on Friday. So tomorrow, the Saturday, um, I am finally putting out. I'm pointing out two videos. I've never tried this before. I've just always wanted to try it. I'm pointing out two videos. Um, where I set myself a time limit to go out and build a team to take on a randomized elite four with a 50 percent level boost and i can't use items either so uh the first one is um pokemon is gem one i can't remember which game it is i have 15 minutes um it goes as well as you can probably expect because all the pokemon of the wild are low level and um there's not enough time to use rare candies so it doesn't go great um generation two which is the second one goes a little bit better mainly because i learned from my mistakes um, but to be quite honest with you, what I've really enjoyed about editing uh, them is that allows me to be a bit creative, which I don't you don't typically get to do in your Let's Play style mm-hmm. videos. So it's always nice to be able to jump into After Effects and do a bit of editing and, and, and whatnot. Really happy with how some of the humor has turned out as well. Um so yeah, so they'll be they'll be going live on on Saturday. So please do watch them. Um, the way I'm going to do it is they're both going to go live at roughly the same time, but one links into the other. And I'm just hoping that maybe maybe it reaches a a, a few new people. But we'll wait and see. Fingers and crossed. Thank you very much. And that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you, Connor? Where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. I'm Ben, and you can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoenn on Twitter and Twitch. As for the Golden Rod Podcast, you can find us on the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rod Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday, maybe Thursday? Maybe Thursday. Maybe Thursday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! See ya!